The following production is part of the Play Some Video Games Podcast Network. everyone put away your lunches find your seats because the bell has rung and that means class is in session and you are about to get schooled it is i your host kevin and with me as always my co-host ms carol how are you doing i'm sorry that it's been so long since we've had school because i had to have a house and i had to get a house and we've been moving so that's why it's so late but we're here class is in session Yes, that's all that matters. Life gets in the way. It's it's all good. We're you know we're not quite at the OT level as far as inconsistency, but oh. hey, you know life gets in the way. Nothing you do about that. But we're sticking to our guns. We we we're doing the game we announced two months ago that we would be doing. So we're staying with that. We're, mm-hmm. we're true to our word, and that's all that really matters. But before we dive into what that game is, we do have to mention as always. There's three periods in the school. Number one, history, where we discuss the making of the game we're about to discuss. So, uh, second class is science, the mechanics of the game and how it works. And then, of course, everybody's favorite, the free period, where you might learn some fun facts. And we talk about our personal experiences of the games and where the series stands today, or in some cases, should the series come back for a return. So Caroline picked this game. Yay! But I, think I fully one, endorse it. So Yeah, it's like one of, like, Katamari was definitely something that we both enjoyed. So um, this was something that we also both enjoy. We, This is my second favorite Nintendo franchise, aside from The Legend of Zelda. So this is the uh, original Animal Crossing game that was done for uh, the GameCube in America. But as you'll find out, this was actually done before the GameCube in Japan. Uh, but Animal Crossing, for the guys, you guys that don't know, is basically a social simulator where you are the only human character, like just a human-ish character, uh, that lives in a village full of animals. There's all sorts of animals. There's cats, there's dogs, there's giraffes, there's hippos, there's... Kangaroos. Um, I think they added octopi into the most recent one. Yep. Uh, there's a few octopi. So yes, they walk on land. I don't know how, but they just do. Uh, and then you catch the octopi too. So it's kind of cannibalism. I don't know. That's true. Yeah. Uh, but the original Animal Crossing, like I said, came out for the GameCube. It was developed by Nintendo uh, EAD, which is, as you know, pretty much Nintendo's main publishing house uh, or development house, excuse me. And it was also published by Nintendo, obviously. So, and this game is very, very heavy on music. So they have all these songs for 
K.K. Slider, who is the town's sort of like folk musician. He's a white dog. You've probably seen him. He carries around a guitar. He shows up every Saturday night out front of the train station and he plays you a little ditty. And you can take a copy of that music home called an air check and play it on your stereo at home. Uh, So they had quite a few folks inside of Nintendo that were working on the music. Kazumi Totaka was the game sound director. Kenta Nagata, Toru Mitageshi, and Shinobu Tanaka all composed the music. So that's all of the uh, soundtracks that you hear that change every hour out in the town. Uh, There's literally uh, like a different hourly song for each hour that passes out of 24 hours because the game is in real time, as we'll talk about. And um, all of the KK songs... And there's there's tons of music in this game. I think there's snow versions of mm-hmm. the songs. There's a rainy Rain day version. Yep. The rainy day song was just one song, unfortunately, in the yeah. original one, but it's still very good. That's Absolutely. I want to repeat quite often. So <laughs> yeah, uh, lots of music in this game, but overall, it was just developed by Nintendo EAD with a few named guys that were doing the music. And as you stated, the game was originally started on the N64 to take advantage of the real-time clock in the N64DD. Now, when the N64DD was delayed and eventually discontinued, the game was moved over to the regular N64. Uh, It was released in Japan in April 2001 on the Nintendo 64 as Dobutsu no Mori, or literally Animal Forest. Mm -hmm. And the game was ported to the GameCube for North America. It was given a lot of additional content that Nintendo Treehouse did. But they finally ended up translating and adding all of their content, mostly holidays to uh, appease Western audiences, because a lot of the holidays that were included in the original game were Eastern, Japanese, things that Westerners probably wouldn't understand. So they threw Thanksgiving, Christmas, stuff like that in there. Uh, So that was released in North America on September 15th, 2002. The GameCube version also uses the system's built-in clock, similar to how that was originally planned for the 64DD's real-time system. Uh, So the passing of time affects the game even when you're not playing it. And the amount of content that Treehouse did was immense, and the Japanese creators were so impressed with the amount of the additional add-ons to the game they tacked on there that they actually ported the U.S. version that they did for the GameCube and put it back in Japan as Dubutsu Numori Plus and released on December 14, 2001, before the release of the North American version actually hit in the States. Yeah. Uh, this was due to the sheer amount of translating the thousands of lines of text into English, word, English, which took several months, which Shigeru Miyamoto even said himself, because he was working as you know kind of a supervisory role in this game, was that it was actually three times the amount of dialogue as seen in a typical RPG at that time. Yeah, it was insane. So the reason that they, they implemented all of the new changes, but then they had to do all of that additional translation, which is why Japan got basically the version that we got before we got our actual version. If that makes any sense. Uh, But in addition to Japan and the United States or North America, uh, Australia also received a copy of Animal Crossing on October 17th, 2003 in Europe. Those poor guys, they received it three years later, September 24th, 2004. Europe always gets everything late. Animal Crossing E was an add-on that utilized the e-reader cards. Remember those? And Mm -hmm. um They had the little villager cards, so it's like the Amiibo cards, but the original version of the Amiibo cards without the NFC chip. And there were 326 of these cards, 
which is about on par with how much there are today for the Amiibo cards. And there were two, two promotional cards, so 328 cards total. Like the Amiibo cards today, they were distributed in four series. There were five cards in a pack for $2.99, which is way cheaper than it is now, but they're not any <laughs> NFC chips. Um, so if you scan in a card on the e-reader, it gave you a special item and the information about the villager whose card you scanned, like their catchphrase, their birthday. They all have these little niche things about each character. Um, they're, gosh, weren't there... I'm trying to think how many um, personalities. So Animal Crossing Villagers, I'll just kind of diverge, have um, these personalities. And I think originally there were six, and now they've added two additional ones, one each for a boy and a girl villager, and now there's eight. Um, But they would tell you stuff like their personality. Mm -hmm. and That just basically uh, gives you the idea of what kind of things they would say. So you've got a jock guy that'll say, ridiculous stuff about let's go lift weights bro yeah yeah or a really peppy girl who's like oh my gosh oh my gosh oh my gosh you're so cute stuff like that fair enough so now it's time to move on to the science the gameplay the mechanics of animal crossing Uh, as we stated earlier the game is open-ended and it's played in real time so the date is the in real life date time it's the real time as long as it's set to your clock properly uh but it could be changed at the game's main menu on a startup uh in using a controversial practice commonly referred to as time traveling uh I where i never did it either i was yeah. tempted because i was like man i wanted to just be halloween or i want to be whatever. i know i missed christmas one day because we were busy on christmas i was like i i didn't realize there were furniture pieces that you could mm-hmm. collect today so i literally just waited until the next year yeah which which stunk but they did have as we mentioned uh, the real life holidays occurred uh independence day was their halloween harvest festival or Thanksgiving uh, mm-hmm. and toy day was Christmas where jingle would show up and you get these different things, but mm-hmm. yeah, all that cool stuff in real life. Yeah. And a lot of those uh, holidays we have to thank Treehouse because that's a lot of what they added into the Japanese original. Uh, so as I said, you are a human character, your appearance or your gender, your appearance and your gender, excuse me, is determined by a conversation that you have on the train ride into the town with a little cat and his name is Rover and Rover has been the first thing that you meet first person slash animal that you meet on every single iteration of animal mm-hmm. crossing. If I, I believe right. Um, and they, he asks, you know, stuff like, what do you think you are? Cool or cute? Cool as a boy and cute as a girl. Um, and just, just things that determine your eye shape, your face shape, or not really face shape, but you're like the way your mouth expression and stuff. Yeah. Um, So it was very minimal in the beginning. Now there's just all sorts of different things that you can do with it. And you can have some of your facial features changed. Uh, So you're on the train ride into the town, you're a new resident and you're moving into some startup homes. There are four in this little area that's just South of the train station. They're owned by a Tanuki or a raccoon, as some of you might know, is Tom Nook, which Tom Nook is, we'll talk about a little bit. Um, it's kind of fun. I, I can't believe you actually put this in the notes, but you know, <laughs> yeah, we'll talk about it. Anyway, Tom Nook runs the local grocery store or just store where you buy all of your items, uh, furniture, seeds for flowers, tools, all sorts of stuff. It starts out as Nook's cranny, but as you 
uh, progress through the game and buy more from his shop, the shop will also upgrade the final upgrade being Nookington's, which is like this regal upscale store that has multiple floors and is gilded and red carpet everywhere. It's, it's fabulous. Uh, but you can't get your house for free. You have nope. to work part-time, pay off your loan for the house to Tom Nook. He's not satisfied with just like one loan. He's like, oh, no, 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 we'll, we'll expand your house. Okay, never mind. You got or, or, or not never mind, but you 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 got to expand the house. Oh yeah, you have to pay me money for that too. You can expand it again. I'm not giving you a choice. You just have to expand it. Yeah, you got to pay me back. Um, you can also get an upstairs and a basement. So I think there's two main floor expansions: mm-hmm. a basement and an upstairs in the original game. And yeah, Tom Nook just has you into a life of servitude, pretty much. Pretty much. And, you know, because animals don't use regular money, uh, the currency in-game is known as bells. You use bells to pay back your house, as mentioned, uh, buy things from the local store, which is also conveniently owned by the same guy you pay your house back from, uh, and uh, to buy and sell things to and from villagers. So occasionally you'll be carrying things around and a villager will come up to you and be like, oh, cool, I wanted this, you know, sea bass. I'll give you 200 bells for it. And you can just kind of trade them on the spot and do things it's like way that. Way better too. than the going price for sea bass. Sea bass you get absolutely yeah, right. nothing for. I know. And that's that's the running gag throughout the series too. It's just the sea bass is the worst. Oh my God, it's a big fish in the ocean. Oh wait, it's a sea bass. Yeah. No. So uh, the things you can buy, obviously, you can use to decorate your house, such as furniture, wallpaper, carpet, and much more. Uh, You can change your roof color as well uh, through Tom Nook yet again. Mm -hmm. Um, As you mentioned before, you can grab music's air checks from KK Slider on Saturday nights and play it at home on a music player, whether it's like a stereo record player. There's different versions. You can buy tape decks uh, to to play that music uh, at your leisure. Yeah. Kitty stereo was my favorite. I love it. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah, we could go into furniture series all all day long. I loved collecting fruit furniture, and the kitty set was one of my favorites too. But there are there have been more furniture series added throughout the years, but they keep the classics. Mm-hmm. Um, so we talked about villagers. The villagers are animals. You're the only person. The NPCs do not count as villagers. Uh, so the town has six villagers to start when you move in. And more villagers will move into the town based on your actions. So if you pick weeds, uh, if you buy and sell things through Tom Nook at the store, if you increase your home space, uh, all of those things contribute to livening up the town and getting more villagers to move in. You can have up to 15 villagers in this game, which I was a lot more than I remembered. Yeah, I don't remember having that many either. Now I think the max as of New Leaf was 10. So... Mm. um, that's only if you have the campsite too. So that's true. Yeah. Yep. Uh, but these villagers, they're they're adorable little animals. Some of them are adorable. Some of them are jerks. Um, <laughs> like if you have crank, like I remember cranky villagers used to be a lot meaner than they are currently. Yeah, yeah. It's one of the personalities, by the way. But Grizzly was one of my original uh, folks. I just remember as a twelve-year-old being like, "This guy's a jerk. I'm not even going to talk to him. Maybe he'll move away." But you can. You can- <laughs> Interact with these villagers by running errands for them. They'll ask you like, hey, I accidentally left such and such or at so-and-so's house uh, or so-and-so left this at my house. Can you go run this over to them? And you do that and you get rewards in exchange. Like they'll give you a shirt or they'll give you some bells, something like that. Or you can get the dreaded stationery. Um, <laughs> visit their homes. So they all have their own little decorated homes. It's quite cute. You can write letters to them via that dreaded stationery that nobody does. Uh, 
you can trade items with them. So, you know, some of them will be like, hey, I see you have such and such in your inventory and they'll want to trade an item for it or pay for it. And um, one of the things that I don't, I don't remember medicine being an issue or like a thing in the more recent games. I remember in the original and I remember it in Wild World. But your character, the villagers can get sick. So they walk around and they kind of have like these doom and gloom things around their heads and they're sick. They don't feel good. And um, you go get them. Oh, you know what? They're only in their house. So yeah, if yeah. you come upon them in their house and they're sick, you can run t- to the store, go buy medicine for them and bring it to them and they take it. And I think in the original game, you gave it to them once and they're completely cured. This one uh, in the newer iterations, it's a multiple day thing. So yeah. there might be two or three days that a character is sick. Cause I mean, who gets over a cold in a day? I wish. Right. Uh, but you don't only interact with the villagers. The villagers will interact with each other and you can actually walk on in on some interesting conversations. And sometimes you don't even walk in on the conversation and, and a couple of minutes later, one of them will walk away like singing a song, happy, happy, happy. And the other one is just puffing smoke out there. Angry. Yeah. So mad. So. Um, so one of the, one of the things you mentioned too, that I didn't, I didn't throw in the notes while I bring this up too. Uh, you talk about villagers being jerks. So yeah. uh, Rossetti uh, we didn't mention them in the yeah. notes here, but so if you ever reset your game without saving it, uh, this mole would then pop up next time you played the game and came out of your house and scream at you a lot for not saving. It'd be like a seriously long, many, many button pressing to get through his conversation dialogue telling you need to reset. And if you did it more and more, he would get longer and longer every time in Europe though. Uh, because of feedback from the U.S. and Japanese versions, they found that Rossetti, because of the way he talked, and the way he acted, would sometimes make small children cry. Yeah. Uh, that there was a warning in the European version in the manual, uh, warning parents that uh, while he's intended to be funny and humorous, he does sometimes uh, cause trauma to young children. So they actually put a warning on Mr. Rossetti because of that. Rossetti is the bomb. He's <laughs> a lot less uh, winded, and they the- toned it down. Yeah, yeah, but. Can you imagine like the majority of the stuff that Treehouse had to translate is like oh god percent <laughs> Rossetti conversation. That's true. That's true. Yeah, they probably hated him more than anybody. Yeah, I agreed. So we we've talked about you know what Animal Crossing is things you can do, but we didn't really say like the base of it. So it's a social simulator type game. So your main days are lived throughout planting flowers. Uh, you can pick fruit from trees to either sell or plant more trees and get like little orchards. So you can kind of rake in some bells that way. Mm-hmm. Uh, you can catch bugs, of course, fish. Uh, dig holes and dig up fossils, which you can then donate to the museum or have them just tell you what it is and sell it for a lot of money. Uh-huh. Um, chop down trees if you want to thin the herd. My wife would do that a ton. Basically, when she would play, uh, she would chop down any tree that didn't bear fruit. What? She didn't care. She was just like, nope, I, if, it, if it doesn't have fruit, there's no point to this tree. So she would chop down every tree that was not a fruit tree. Oh, nice. Yeah. Um, and change your clothes, of course, because you need to be fashionable in Animal Crossing. And then uh, you can even use an umbrella to keep you dry during the rainstorms. Didn't actually do anything. It's just you can kind of hold it and twirl it around and stuff like that in the rain. So. Umbrella is my favorite. <laughs> I love the leaf umbrella so much that I had one that I used and one that I kept in my house. Just because On I- display? Yeah, <laughs> you can display some of these items too. By the way, like mm-hmm. uh, shovels and tools and stuff like that, they just kind of fall on the ground, and they're items that you can pick up. But they don't give a furniture counterpart. Uh, but umbrellas do, and you can put your shirts on display. Yep. I think they introduce mannequins uh, as well in the later games that you can do. But your shirts and your hats and stuff—they just 
They just there were no hats in the original. I need no. to stop talking. Okay. Well, the, boys, the boys had a hat, but it wasn't changeable. Right. No, girls had a hat too. Girls were just like oh, that's right. Point. Yeah, the, the point he had. The boys had the Viking hat type thing. Yeah, that's right. So um, this game was the only one. And I think this was a quality of life improvement for sure. This game was originally run on a grid system. That means every time you would go from area A1 to area B1, there would be a momentary pause between that so that the game could load the area completely. Think of uh, Legend of Zelda Link to the Past. Like that's yeah. how you would transition through screens. It was the same way for this game. Right. Um since the original game, uh, as of Wild World, which was the second iteration on the Nintendo DS, it's been a rolling world. So just imagine uh, the entire world's kind of like a scrolling sphere and you can just go up and down the whole thing without any loading or pauses or anything like that. Uh, I kind of liked the grid system because I can't remember. Uh, there, there were just some things that I always knew where they were based on how many times I had to go over yes. down. Yeah, and stuff. totally. So um, if you don't know your town by heart and in a rolling scrolling world, uh, it, it's definitely helpful to be like, Hey, the fountains over at C3 or something like that. That's true. It makes sense. It makes sense. Mm-hmm. So now we're going to transition over to the free period. We're going to get to the kind of the fun facts, the little known things. Uh, so first one, animal crossing was so popular upon its release that it became a player's choice title about a year after its North American release. So th- think of that now where we've had the switch. Now we're going on year three. Mm-hmm. We have we no have player's choice control. games at all. Yeah. Uh, Breath of the wild still goes for 60 bucks, you know, and it's all these things are going on and this game hit it so quick. We're in a world now where we see price drops as typically an indicator that the game bombed. Uh, this game actually did the inverse, but I think Nintendo just wanted to get it in so many people's hands that uh, they, they introduced it in a Series 1 Player's Choice title uh, on the Nintendo GameCube. Yeah. For for those of you people, like Player's Choice was the predecessor to the current Nintendo Selects. Yeah. So uh, for GameCube, it, if it had that little yellow bar at the top and the spine was yellow, you knew you had a Player's Choice copy. I know that I deal with this all the time because I try and find the non-Player's Choice ones because I want the original print of the game when I'm collecting. Nerd! Okay, let's talk about tools because the tools are really cool and they have uh, different counterparts that you can get uh and it's not exactly well-known knowledge luckily when this game came out the internet was kind of already up and coming and people had online walkthroughs and message boards talking about how you got to do certain things so for these tools you can have golden tools and these golden tools are pretty much just for show but i think um the golden shovel does have an added bonus to it. So mm-hmm. golden shovel to get a golden shovel, you bury a regular shovel. So you're going to have to have two shovels. You're going to have to get a shovel to bury it. And then you're going to have to uh, throw a shovel into the hole. They had these shining spots in the original game, which you would know it when you see it, you come up on it and there's like this ring of light mm-hmm. that happens randomly once a day. And uh, you just, you dig it and you bury the shovel in there. Cool. A tree with a gold shovel will grow in the spot that it was buried. That gives you a chance uh, of digging up 100 bells randomly. So if you're just wandering around digging holes, you have any random chance to dig up 100 bells with your golden shovel. To get a golden fishing rod, you already have to catch all the fish in the game. And then you have to talk to the mayor who is Tortimer. You're not the mayor in this game. 
Um, same with bugs. To get a golden bug net, to collect, you have to collect all the bugs and then talk to Tournament. To get a golden axe to chop down trees, uh, you have to have a perfect town for 14 days straight, and then you have to speak to Farley at the Wishing Well. Um, this was a very difficult thing to do. Mm-hmm. Uh, you you had to have a certain amount of trees and a certain amount of flowers per acre or, or per grid in the grid thing because they were called acres. And um, I remember being so frustrated because they would give you a hint. They're like, there should be such and such more or such and such less, or there's tr- too much trash, blah, 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 you know. And uh, it was very frustrating, whereas now it's kind of easy to get a beautiful town in the game. Uh, so the Golden Axe was was quite the feat if you had actually managed to get that one, because keeping it perfect for 14 days is you're doing pretty good. Uh, also, going back to the Shining Spot, if you bury money in the Shining Spot with the shovel, it will grow into a money tree. And it produces bells one time, but the leaves on the tree stay gold forever. So that's pretty cool. Like instead of shaking the tree to get down fruit, you get down three bags of bells. And I think it's probably about 10,000 bells. Yeah. Something like that. Yeah. And uh, so the the catching all the fish and all the bugs isn't as easy as it sounds, too, for those no. of you not familiar with the game, because just like in real life, only certain fish and certain bugs are around certain times of year and in certain locations, such as, you know, the beach or, you know, the ocean versus a lake. Yeah. So it's not anywhere as simple as just catching all the bugs. It, it, you could play the game for years and maybe not be able to, to pull that off unless you're observant in what you're doing. But Salmon are only available in September, and it mm-hmm. sucks. Yep, totally. Uh, other fun things, you can participate in morning exercises, uh, similar to those telecasts they run in Japan each morning uh, at the fountain, so you can do your little jumping jacks and your stretches. Um, but one of the highlights, and I think this was the reason it was a big success, especially in the U.S., this is the days before Virtual Console and NES Classics, but you could play full versions of NES titles by getting NES consoles in the game. The mm-hmm. full titles you could play included Balloon Fight, Baseball, Kluklan, Kluklan D, Donkey Kong, Donkey Kong Jr., Donkey Kong Jr. Math, lots of Donkey Kong, Donkey Kong 3, uh, <laughs> Excite Bike, Golf, Pinball, and Punch Out, Soccer, Tennis, and Wario's Woods. Now, there were four other ones that were hidden in the game's code right off the bat, and people were wondering how to get them. Um, they were Mario Brothers, Super Mario Brothers, Ice Climbers, and The Legend of Zelda. Now, they eventually released more of those e reader cards that you could do to swipe the cards through and that would allow you to unlock uh, Mario Brothers and mm-hmm. Ice Climber but yeah. Super Mario Brothers and The Legend of Zelda remained uh, unaccessible unless you use some sort of cheating device in the game. I did. <gasps> I did. You didn't time travel but you cheated to get those. It was a code. Somebody posted like one of those codes that you mentioned to Tom Nook in the store and yeah. it was just a bunch of random characters and he gives it to you. Yeah. Um. Fun fact, like uh, about about the code. This I didn't write this on there, but there was one that was literally just a bunch of alphanumeric jumbled stuff. But in the middle of it, this is a a, a inside joke with me and my sister to this day because we played this game religiously together. The thing said, "Stop playing the Wuminal Crossing." So. <laughs> I don't know why we thought it was so funny, but the fact that it's so woominal. So now Hillary and I, my sister, um, whenever we are talking about 
uh, is like, oh my god, this this animal or something, something. We call Animal Planet Woominal Planet. <laughs> it's just an ongoing thing. We just we thought it was so funny. I was twelve, she was nine. It's just a, a thing that kids laugh at. Stop playing the Woominal Crossing. All right, uh, this is something that I absolutely loved, and I hate that they got away with or got rid of it. This has not come back in any Animal Crossing game since the original. There are random soccer balls, volleyballs, and basketballs just lying around the town at any time of day. And you just basically kick them around. You can kick them down the slope. If they fall in the river, um, they uh, float out to sea. Mm -hmm. And you don't get them, you get you don't get another one for the next day. Some of the villagers will ask you, hey, you know, I'm like the jock characters are like, I really just want to play with a basketball, and you kick it over to them, which is a lot harder than it sounds. Yes, it is. <laughs> it's like sometimes you have to move the ball up the hill, which is not easy at all. Um, you can get them stuck in holes that are dug. Uh that they just if if they're stuck in the hole, you're screwed. You can't mm-hmm. get it out. Uh, in winter, there's similar ones. There's snowballs, but rolling the snowballs on the snow will actually make the snowball bigger. And that's how you make a snowman. And there's a whole thing of like snowman family that you have to reunite together. And that's just part of a different little event that they've got going on. Uh, but as of today, we're recording March. Tw- I say this today, March 28th, 2019, the Balls have not made a return to Animal Crossing since the original GameCube. They were not in Wild World, City Folk, or New Leaf. But rumor has it, based on a rumor that came out, I think, earlier this month, that the balls are probably going to return in Animal Crossing for the Switch, which I am totally game for. Uh, Give me a football. I just want a football. (laughs) You can't exactly kick that and roll that around. but No, I think that's why they got rid of it, though, because like they were cool to see, but they were just so frustrating to use them for any purpose. Because, like, why didn't your guy just pick it up? Why do you have to try and kick it up a hill and have it roll back down and then end up in the lake? Like, just pick it up, bro. Walk with it. Because, I, I mean, they used to be a lot squatter and dumpier looking characters. They, <laughs> they didn't even have, like, you didn't even have pants, okay? Your character was so small that they kind of just wore, like, this little long dress shirt thing that it it, it was kind of childish and like almost like elvish from um hmm. herbie the elf from rudolph the red nose rain <laughs> <laughs> that's what i think of um yeah those cute little guys they probably couldn't reach over and, and i mean they can barely <laughs> do the exercises They're that's true that's true <laughs> they should have exercised more then they couldn't yeah. pick up the ball um i'm a zelda fan Kevin mentioned this. I forgot about this. The original <laughs> Animal Crossing game was developed using the exact same engine as Ocarina of Time and Majora's Mask for the N64, which is awesome. Just awesome. Uh, and going on about some other NPCs, we talked about Tom Nook. Gracie is a giraffe. Sahara is a camel. Gracie will come into town and you have to wax her car or shine her car up and make it pretty. And she's a designer. So she'll give you really nice designer clothes. If you do it in a proper amount of time, it's basically Mm -hmm. a button mash. You have to clean it as fast as you can. And if it's shiny enough, she was like, yeah, you can have this piece of clothing. Sahara sells carpet carpet. I was thinking I I got confused for a window a second. Mm -hmm. Um, Sahara is a camel that sells carpets, like from an Arabian land. Uh, they are reoccurring characters throughout the series. 
they are very obviously female in the United States version, North American version. Uh, but in Japan, Gracie and Sahara are very much male. And they are, uh, they just, I mean, they look the same. But the fact of the matter is uh, they were changed because they were so feminine and they didn't want to confuse children. Um, very similar to how Birdo was changed into a bull, or a girl, excuse me, from mm-hmm. Super Mario Bros. 2 to avoid any sort of issues and court battles and all that fun stuff. Bunch of snowflakes. Yeah, I know, right? Hmm. So other characters that were changed in the U.S. version. So we talked about all the work Treehouse did uh, to make it more culturally relevant in the States. Uh, didn't stop at the holidays. It also included changes to some of the villagers. Uh, so such as uh, Jeremiah the Bullfrog, which you might know from the song, you know, Jeremiah was a bullfrog, you know, uh, Pierce, who says his catchphrase is Hawkeye, uh, um, which was, was inspired by the MASH character, Hawkeye Pierce. Yeah, he was one of my originals. Uh, Caesar the ape, planet of the apes, the, huh? the head ape of Caesar. Um, Kevin the pig is thought to be named after Kevin Bacon. Yeah. And Gulliver, Gulliver, Gulliver. Gulliver the seagull uh, makes references to his journey, such as like Gulliver's travels, mm-hmm. um, and references other video games in his amazing travels, such as Earthbound, Majora's Mask, Paper Mario, so on and so forth. I think what they should have done is they should have thrown Gulliver uh, into random games as like a cameo after that. Oh, that would have been cool. Yeah, just throw Gulliver in there and show he's like actually going to these other games. That's an awesome idea. Write write that in, write that in. Copyright PSVG. (laughs) Um, So gyroids are a character, uh, not really a character, an item. Well, technically it is a character because it's outside your house. But um, Lloyd's the only one that's... uh, Yeah. Okay. Um, but they're these weird little statue things uh, in Japan. They're also known as Hanawas, which are funeral statues. Um, they're often buried with people as they pass. Uh, but yet in Animal Crossing, you can dig these up and you can collect them in your house and they make all sorts of weird noises. But that brings a whole new level of disturbia yeah, to when you think about this. You're just digging things up for treasures and you find these funeral statues. So you're digging people's Desecrating graves. Yeah. Animal Crossing. Yep. So we talked about Tom Nook, and he's a Tanuki, uh, but in the U.S. he's referred to as a raccoon. They don't refer to him as a Tanuki in the U.S. Right. Um, in Japan, the Tanuki is seen as a symbol of wealth and prosperity, which makes perfect sense for Tom Nook to be the guy who sells you your house mm-hmm. and you know runs a shop. He's all about the money. It's fine. Uh, but the other weird thing is in Japan, they're often depicted in art as having giant scrotums. Yeah. Like in a wheelbarrow in front of them. Oh, Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, that's why that's the thing that I was like, I can't believe Kevin wrote that in there. But I mean, yeah. I guess if you want to know all the facts, I mean, children, don't ask your parents. No, and, and luckily they didn't have it depicted that way in the Japanese version of Animal Crossing. So it's not, it's not like it's not like Tom Nook got, you know, fixed uh, for the like U.S. Treehouse, version. Yeah, Treehouse yeah. had to uh, make a new model and everything. Yeah, he didn't get neutered for Animal Crossing, you know. Um, and Captain is the other one who typically will take you on a ship and take you to the island uh, in the original one. Um, in the U.S., he's referred to as a turtle, but he's clearly a kappa, which is a Japanese uh, humanoid yeah. creature, amphibian like humanoid creature from folklore. Yeah. Um, but he's often known for causing general mischief, kind of like Loki, uh, but also known for kidnapping small children, which you think about this, you get on a boat with this guy, he takes you off to a faraway island, and your character is clearly a child. So, yeah. yeah. I promise the island is really cool and really safe. Actually, uh, I didn't mention this, but I should have. Uh, 
the way you get to the island in the original game is you had to have a Game Boy Advance and a cable to link your GameCube up. So uh, you would call Captain on your Game Boy Advance when you plugged it in, and it would talk to the GameCube back and forth, and he would send you to the island, and you would pop up on the island. Um, cool fact about this, one of the uh, island villagers, because they don't come to your town, but they're, yep. I guess, the islanders, uh, she was named Bliss, and she was a red squirrel and uh, some yellow stripes on her, and she had, like, a little flower in her hair. They got, a ra- they got rid of the island kind of thing, but Bliss kind of ended up being one of the villagers, yeah. and, and uh, she took away the flower, uh, and her name is Caroline. Oh, I didn't realize that. Okay. So there's a Kevin... For Kevin Bacon, you're a pig yep. and a squirrel. That's fitting, I guess. I guess that works. Yeah, uh, yeah we totally kind of glanced over the whole fact that this was like the, I think this was the first game that it used the Game Boy Advance linking it to the GameCube. You had the Pac-Man one too. Yes. I think that was later though. It was, yeah. Pac-Man was much later. And then of course, Wind Waker with a Tingle Tuner. Yep. Um, but not, I think, no, you know what? Um, I, I'm trying to think. Harvest Crystal Moon. Chronicles, I know you could do it, but I think that was after too. Harvest Moon did it too because Harvest Moon and Friends of Mineral Town and A Wonderful Life talked to each other. But I think that was back. That was like in two thousand four. This was two thousand two. Yeah. Uh, lots of cool stuff. I need to get another link cable because mine went missing. Hmm. But yeah, you would actually the island. So we talk about going to the island, but you weren't playing the island on your GameCube anymore. It would literally no. download this game to your Game Boy Advance, yeah. and you were playing a an eight bit version. Version, yeah. yeah. Uh, on your Game Boy Advance, you couldn't turn it off, otherwise you'd lose all your stuff. Mm-hmm. So you had to keep your Game Boy Advance on, uh, but then you'd be able to link it back up to the cable and transfer your data back to the GameCube, and you'd be back in your your village. Then after that, fun times. I have mm-hmm. many memories of doing that right before school. Speaking of memories, let's you go first, and then I'll divulge into my long, hopefully not too long. <laughs> nice segue here so yeah uh, animal crossing fell into my radar thanks to nintendo power back in the day Mm -hmm. uh, because i was a loyal subscriber and often i wouldn't necessarily read like cover to cover everything but i would flip through and when things caught my eye and seemed interesting i would then kind of do more research on it um and this one kind of caught my eye because i was like wow this is kind of like the sims but this is nintendo's version of the sims where i have my house i can decorate my house i can build it up um, I have my character. So that right there was a, a thing that interested me. And then seeing all of the items and the holidays and all the stuff you could do uh, made this like a day one purchase for me. And now this also was kind of the first game to reintroduce my wife back into video games since her childhood. Because mm-hmm. she was like, I like this. I'll play this. And, and this kind of opened the gateway. And she's played every single one of them uh, as, as have I since then. Um, so yeah, we've had a ton of fun. This was definitely a game at the time that a player's guide was welcomed. I bought the strategy guide for that be simply so I can find out when I get certain items and I can see, and I would, uh, you know, flip through the pages. And I would plan out like, Oh, I want this piece of furniture. When I see it, we, we, we would tell each other, mm-hmm. um, you know, Hey, if you see this, don't buy this, you know, it's like, this is mine. If this comes up and we, we have those kind of arguments. Uh, as well but i mean animal crossing is just a a special game that's just very different than anything else you see out here and there's other games that try to be similar now especially uh but at that time this was very innovative for something that was seen as a game with virtually no point uh because there's no way to beat animal crossing it just goes on forever and ever and ever um but it's a lot of fun and it was something i was able to hop into every single day 
uh, but only have to spend, you know, five, 10 minutes. Like once you got established and you had your house and you had your stuff, you could literally just hop in the game for 10 minutes, earn some bells, run to the store, see what Tom Nook has for sale. Do I need to change something up in my house and turn it off? You're done. Uh, And then when they did special events like, you know, harvest festival and it was like a week-long event you could spend more time in the game during those periods of time because there's more going on um and during christmas time you know the the snow on the ground the lights up in the trees all that kind of cool stuff just changed the game so it was literally an evergreen game Uh, and they talked about that a lot with uh, animal crossing new leaf now uh, how they keep just innovating things but it was always a game you could pick up and play at any time because you would see exactly what was going on so huge fan can't wait for the the switch version i'm really hoping we hear more soon i'm surprised we haven't yet i really was hoping to get it before like december but i don't know at this point we may not hear much more until like e3 but i think it's going to be the big game at e3 this year see i was really hoping to be like a summer release but yeah i think it's i think it's still possible that it's coming out like late summer like august september yeah because we got that we got luigi's mansion um Mm -hmm. fire emblem of course but yeah 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 we'll see um Good Lord. What can I say about this game? I could talk your era for three or four hours about everything that I remember about this game. Uh, But we'll talk about, uh, I have my sister to thank for this game. This was uh, back in the days of blockbuster rentals. And I remember we had just gotten the GameCube maybe mm, the Christmas before this came out. And we were in blockbuster looking at the video game rentals. We'd done it for N64 for years. And she just happened to see it. She's like, this looks cute. I want to get this one. I was like, whatever. She played it. She started (laughs) getting obsessed with it. I was watching her play, and I'm like, well, what the heck, man? She ended up getting it for her birthday. So the game was actually hers. Um, She was the one that was allowed to play it more than I was. She let me play it. So I own the second house across from hers. Yeah. My character looks so much better than hers, by the way. Hers <laughs> had pink hair. Mine had purple hair, but mine had like the side eye and hers had just like the dead doll eyes. Oh God. <laughs> <laughs> so, um, yeah, my nine year old sister on a whim picked this game up and, uh, it set, set the stone. She got it for DS for what she got wild world for DS but I got it for a Wii and I got New Leaf. She has like not played it since Wild World, but I she's gifted me all of her games because she doesn't play anymore. Uh, she's not a gamer, sadly, but my sister and I had so many memories playing this game. We would play in the morning before we went to school. We'd come home and we'd play. That's all we did for like months and months and months and months. Um... <laughs> there was a time where we were terrified of the game because one day she shakes a tree and these bees come out and (laughs) she, she, she doesn't realize what she like. She's just like, whatever. And the character turns around and their face is swollen up. But she's like, Oh my God, there's holes in their eyes. There's holes in their eyes. So we just kind of had this, I don't know. It was just, it's just that kids looking at graphics and we were freaked out by it. It was just like, so I would try and freak her out sometimes. And I'd just be like, holes in your eyes, holes in your eyes. And she would, she would just be like, Oh no, I don't want to think about it. So every time we would shake trees for bells, we would make sure that we would 
shake it and then run. Shake run, it, yeah. Run. <laughs> we didn't know. I didn't know until much later that you had to actually catch the bees in order to catch the bee for. It's still hard though, too. Yeah. Oh, it's so hard. You have to time it just right. Um, so you will get stung. You can medicine yourself from the shop to get medicine, but there's only one medicine a day in the first game. So you're kind of screwed if you do it again. And the animal and the villagers mock you if you're stung and you go talk yeah. to them. Like, what happened to you? I didn't recognize you, whatever the case is, too. It's yeah. making you want to go buy that medicine. I bet if I called my sister up right now, I said, holes in your eyes. She'd be like, <laughs> no. Holes in your eyes, womanal. Womanal. Um, yeah, the womanal thing I already mentioned. There's these game this original game had patches of like brush and bushes on the ground. Do you remember yeah. that? Yep. Like that was such a nice aesthetic that I'm surprised that it didn't make a comeback. Yeah. Uh, but I, I just kind of liked seeing like the little patches of bushes. I feel like it filled out the environment more. It made it seem more like a forest as opposed to yes. trees and a, a grassland or something. Uh, I collected everything in this game. So shocker. Yeah, to the point that like I wanted to have all of the holiday furniture from every single holiday, but I ran out of room. So I didn't want to just leave it around for any random person to possibly pick up, which they wouldn't do. So I literally just buried all of the stuff outside my house. I just buried it and I switched it out whenever I felt like I wanted to change it up on the inside. And my sister and I, being the absolute dorks that we had, um, or we 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 went through a weird time where we thought fabric had feelings. <laughs> so but we, we wait, 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 hold on, hold on, hold on. You mean like emotions, or you could touch and feel the difference? No, like emotions, like soft okay. things, like blankets and and clothes and stuff. Like they they were cute and they had feelings, and so. One day she's walking by and there was there's in the original game, there's a dump, which is basically just an acre at the top of the land that had uh, villagers like there'd just be random things that would show up like uh, stationary furniture, clothes, stuff like that. And she saw a shirt in the uh, in the dump and she's like, Caroline, and I'm like, oh, no. So she goes and she makes this like. She goes to the Able Sisters and she pulls out the thing where to like you write on it, and you make your own design. Yeah. But she just wrote on it and it was like her campaign. It said, save the shirts. Oh, and <laughs> she put those on bulletin boards. Like, you know, like you could just like put easels yeah. around the town with your design on it. She did that. <laughs> and every like every shirt that we found in Able Sisters and in Nook's store every day and in the dump we would collect all of the shirts and we would just like lay them around our house to make sure that they were safe i swear to god kevin we had like maybe 200 of these shirts just oh my so god we couldn't we couldn't even run because if you held b it would put it in your pocket pick it up yeah we'd have to like we'd have to like walk around all of the area like in that little area with the four houses like they were just laying around the bulletin board Save the shirts. I'm going to ask my sister if she remembers that. That is hysterical. (laughs) The shirts. Yep. All right. So before we, before we move on, I I didn't put this in here either, but we should talk about, because we typically talk about the future of whatever game we're talking about. If we see anything else coming down the line, whatever we know we're getting another one. Like that's not a secret at this point. I'm getting vibes here and I could be wrong, but seeing the rumors that you're seeing, 
and things that they're bringing back from the past. It almost seems like this is shaping up to be the Super Smash Brothers Ultimate of Animal Crossing, where they're taking elements from all of them and bringing them back. Possibly. We could be totally wrong, but I I think... I feel uh, like New Leaf is almost that culmination. Anyway, it took the city folk, like, city, and it put it right up outside of your town. Yeah. But, I mean, like, items we haven't had, things that we don't have anymore coming back. I'd like to see those things come back. Um, Exercises again. We've got to do that. Right. It's just those little things there that just made it feel more alive. Mm -hmm. Um, The one thing I will say, though, that I hope, and I don't think this is going to change, but I really hope it does, I don't want to be the mayor. Really? I don't. I liked having a say in it. Eh, I think there's other ways of doing it other than making you, I don't know. I don't know. It, it was tough because so at least for me, so I would be playing, my wife would play occasionally. I think with the switch would be a little bit different. She'll put in more time on it. And then the switch than she did on the, mm-hmm. the, the uh, Wii versions and such the 3ds version. She never really played at all because she just doesn't like playing in handheld things. I got um, so I think the switch docs she'll play a lot of is a lot of it. I would be playing alone except for the original gamecube one so the whole aspect of like hey yep you could do this project and it's going to cost you five hundred thousand bells well she's sitting here just upgrading her house because she's like i don't care about that stuff and i'm sitting here trying to raise all the funds myself to do these things like if there's some way of the, the villagers pitching in or something it might be a little bit better but remember, yeah that was a bit of a cumbersome thing yeah it's do. like i'm trying to upgrade my house which is already expensive enough and then they're like oh but you want that coffee shop you're gonna have to work for that coffee shop kevin and of course i want the damn coffee shop so yeah who doesn't want the coffee shop brings Brewster into the house. I know. Right. Brewster's awesome. Yeah, Brewster's the man. That better be a thing. I did like the addition of the jobs though. Being able to work at the coffee shop. That was fun. I think that they've, they've said that there are going to be a lot more part-time jobs. I like that idea. Yeah. I do like I, that. Cause it, it's another way of earning money and, and stuff. That's not just let me catch fish. Let me sell fish, mm-hmm. you know, cause that's the primary money making right. scheme there. Like you can do it with fruit, but you don't get as much money bugs. Uh, if you're on the Island, you can make money off bugs, but typically the bugs you get around town occasionally get a good one, but for the most part, you can't make as much money as you can with fish. So, Yeah. Island bug catching in New Leaf at night mm-hmm. is the best. I paid off like all of my house expansions in probably a week. Yeah. Yeah. But yeah, I can't wait. Hopefully, like I said, I really want to hear something before E3, but I, I, I don't know. We're, we're two months away at this point two and a half months away from E3 at this point. I don't think we're going to hear much uh, prior to that. And like you said, that, that could end up being the big draw, which is weird because I, I, for me, I'm completely fine with that. But I think for the core gamer base, they are not going to be happy with that being but, like, you know, it's a, it's amazing how much the series has grown because when new leaf came out, I did go to GameStop mm-hmm. and I did, um, I had it on pre-order and I, there was a line of at least 10 or 20 people outside that we're just waiting for it luckily as i was second in line because the person in front of me is like hey i want the guide and i was like oh crap i forgot about the guide yep and they're like we have two guides and i'm like i got the other one i was number two in line i was like i got the guide uh so yeah a guide is absolutely essential especially mm-hmm. with all the stuff that they've got nowadays um, yeah yeah it's crazy but yeah i mean I, your thoughts on this though so nintendo fans generally speaking broad brush here like animal crossing but now we're seeing Switch bring in a whole new audience that hasn't come back to Nintendo in a long time. Some of us are our own teammates here. Oh. I don't think this game appeals to them. So I'm afraid that if this is the the banner they're going to wave at E3, that this is going to 
disappoint the the industry, like the mainstream gamers. I think are gonna be a little disappointed if this is the big thing. I mean, you had you know Breath of the Wild, you had Mario Odyssey, you had Smash Brothers, and now it's I think Animal there's Crossing. a Mario game as well at E3. Like okay. there's there's always a Mario game released pretty much every year or every. Well, like, Mario Maker is coming, and I don't that that can't be the tentpole one. No, like that's not I, big enough to be. They remade Mario U Deluxe earlier this year. I'm thinking 3D World still gets a port, but I think they're they're not going to throw all their eggs in one basket like they did with the Breath of the Wild E3, Mm -hmm. where they knew that Zelda sells and Zelda will be what a lot of people want to see. I think Animal Crossing will be a pillar, but not the only thing at E3. Okay. Yep. All right. Well, I think we're about done here, so we need to move on to the selection for the next cast. And this isn't really going to be a surprise here. Uh, You've heard throughout all of PSVG land that we've been returning to Hyrule. Uh, So we here at Arcadia Academia are also going to return back to Hyrule. However, it's not the same one. That's right. We're going back to the OG Legend of Zelda for our next iteration coming in April. Yeah. So and then it will be Kevin's true turn next time because yeah yeah this is kind of just a PSVG special that we'll be doing for Arcadia Academia 12 so look forward to it yeah yeah so next month if all goes well we can do a double two two episodes dropping in April but I won't promise it but maybe we can make make up for what we did to you guys leaving you hanging before but yeah uh, I already have the next one after that already picked out so I'm going to keep that a secret for now so we can focus in on the original Legend of Zelda in the meantime. But uh, yeah, I think that wraps it up. Anything else before we go? Nope. I, I I did not have to pay Tom Nook exuberant amount of bells for my house. Your, that, <laughs> well, that mansion? You didn't have to... I thought you like had to pay him off like five times to get that kind of square I wish footage. I, I were paying Tom Nook off in bells. That'd be <laughs> and, and at your own pace whenever you wanted to. That would be easy. Of ridiculous four dollar figure mortgage payment a month. So thank you, Ray, for tuning in. Thank you for telling a friend. Class dismissed. You have just been schooled. <laughs>